the alley-oops that keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Time to talk about defensive tackles. And boy, have the 49ers done a lot at the defensive tackle position, starting with bringing in the number one free agent on the open market, Javon Hargrave. And this defensive line has been a unit that the San Francisco 49ers have consistently counted on throughout the years, and they're going to count on them again in 2023. And Hargrave is going to be a big reason why the 49ers look for this defensive line to improve off of last year. And really, the defensive line played well, but when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talked about their coaches going over the roster, the one place they really talked about there being some need for improvement was defensive line. I think we've seen a steady regression from 2019, where the 49ers D-line was one of the best in the NFL. And then since the injury to D Ford, the trading away of DeForest Buckner, and some of the other pieces going as well, like DJ Jones leaving in free agency in 2022 to take his talents to the Denver Broncos, the 49ers have been looking to consistently rebuild this defensive line. They've had a few misses, like with Javon Kinlaw. Not that Kinlaw hasn't tried to be on the field, but he's just been hurt. So we haven't been able to see the abilities that he can display because of the injuries that he's consistently had over the last two seasons, he's played in 10 games. That's not exactly what you need from a starting interior defensive lineman. The 49ers have had a steady rotation of players who've come through and some of them have played well, but you've also had guys who were never able to pan out like Maurice Hurst or last year when Hassan Ridgeway got hurt after 12 games and he was impactful early on against the run. The 49ers have consistently been looking to build this defensive tackle spot back up since they traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts. So the 49ers have made a move now, and the number one defensive lineman on the 49ers depth chart is now Javon Hargrave. And boy, is he going to add a lot to this football team. I did a video about Javon Hargrave uh, just a couple weeks back. It's called The Gravedigger. Go check that out. Go in-depth about what Hargrave is going to mean for this 49ers defensive line and for the defense in general. It's a good episode. But Hargrave comes in. He's obviously the number one defensive tackle for the 49ers. And I think he's going to provide a lot of help for everyone else at the defensive tackle position. Everyone in the defensive line, really. But the defensive tackle position got a lot stronger with the addition of Hargrave. He's going to add pass rush from the interior that's been missing since DeForest Buckner was traded. Now, Buckner provided a lot in that area and maybe a little less in the run defensive area. Hargrave is an improvement over Buckner in run defense. So you're getting a better version of DeForest Buckner. Uh, that's just, there's no way around it. Hargrave is better than Buckner, even though I really like Buck a lot and I hated when he had when he got traded. Uh, but Hargrave is going to be better against a run. He's actually graded out as better against the pass. You're talking about a legit double-digit sack getter from the interior defensive line. 
And the 49ers have been missing that since 2019. And with Nick Bosa on the outside and the right pieces put together around Hargrave, this 49ers defensive line not only looks to improve on their numbers from 2022 and 2021, uh, but they look to absolutely shut things down and make it easier for the linebackers and secondary. So Hargrave was a huge pickup for the San Francisco 49ers. He shoots to the number one spot on the depth chart, and it just shows exactly what the 49ers were missing at the position. And I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's aggressiveness is on display with this signing, and I think it's going to pay huge dividends for this team as we get into the season. Number two is going to be Eric Armstead. Since Eric Armstead moved inside to the interior in 2021 due to injuries, this 49ers defensive line has looked tremendously different. He would, of course, in 2019 play base uh, four three downs on the outside, and then he would slide inside for obvious pass down situations when the 49ers would employ D Ford to play with Nick Bosa. Uh, that was the best situation for Armstead was when he was inside. You've seen the sack numbers come, 10 sacks in 2019, and really there's a lot of a strength and ability in his game that works well more on the inside. Part of the issue was he came from an Oregon scheme where he played in a 3-4 and played a 5-tech, which is head-up defensive end over the tackle. So the 49ers played wide nine under Chris Kassarek, so it changed the role at which Eric Armstead was expected to play within this defense. Of course, Armstead hasn't had a running mate like DeForest Buckner or Javon Hargrave since uh, Buckner was traded. So Hargrave coming in is going to pay huge dividends for Armstead because now Armstead, instead of getting double teamed in the run game, double teamed in obvious pass downs, is going to be able to rush the passer stingled up most of the time. With Hargrave being next to him and him being the most double teamed player on the entire Eagles team in 2022, that means a lot of single looks for Eric Armstead where he can get up the field and make plays in the backfield, whether that's against the run or against the pass. And we've seen Eric Armstead be able to illustrate his techniques and skills. He's very technical with his pass rush. He does a very good job. His hands are very uh, strength. Uh, there's a lot of strength there. They're very heavy. Very excited to see what Armstead is going to do next to Hargrave. This could be a really nice matchup, and we could be on the brink of seeing Armstead have his best season since 2019, where he produced 10 sacks. Uh, you see it in the playoffs sometimes. He can definitely provide an extra oomph next to Nick Bosa. And now with Hargrave, he's the third option. That means he's going to get a lot of favorable looks. Number three is going to be the player that was actually expected to take over for DeForest Buckner in 2020 when he was drafted number 14 overall in the first round. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, and a lot of people might think you need to move Kinlaw farther down this depth chart, but I believe right now he's still slighted in that number three spot at the defensive tackle. The way he's going to be able to stop the run, he's never really struggled in that area. Of course, we've seen him get high, sometimes get put on his back, and I think a lot of that has to do with his conditioning because he's just not able to get as in good a condition because of his knee and rehabbing that knee. But if he's playing less snaps, that means you're going to get more effort on those snaps. 25, 30 snaps a game for Kinlaw could mean he's more of a penetrator, more a disruptor, and maybe he's even able to get a couple of sacks 
But really what you're looking for is a rotation that can come in and fill that Hassan Ridgeway role, come in and stop the run, get one and a half, two sacks, uh, but really just make sure that you can get to obvious pass downs while you're resting Eric Armstead and while you're resting Javon Hargrave. That second level rotation is so important. You can't have a huge drop off in the run game and then expect to get a third and favorable situation. So Armstead, Armstead and, and Hargrave are going to set the tone and then Kinlaw is going to come in as that third guy. And he, as long as he can do his job and stop the run, the 49ers are going to feel very comfortable with this defensive line and defensive line rotation. But of course, when it comes to Kinlaw, you just don't know what you're going to get health-wise. They're saying this is the best Kinlaw has ever felt, and I sure hope it is. It's just very similar to what we heard last year as well. So we'll see when we get out to training camp how much Kinlaw produce, or, uh, is interacting and actually practicing. We'll see, and we'll see if that relates into producing on the football field. I'm curious to see how much they actually use him in training camp and what the schedule looks like for Kinlaw. Will there be a lot of rest days? I think there will be rest days involved, but I wonder what it will look like compared to what they did in 2022. But if Javon Kinlaw can produce at a high level as a rotational piece and not as a starter, but as a rotational piece, then the 49ers are striking gold with their rotation. Number four is Kevin Givens. Givens has been on this team for a while now, working his way from being an undrafted free agent to being a player the 49ers count on in their rotation. He's a penetrator. He's a slasher. He's one of those guys that he's got to get skinny to be double teams. He can't take those double teams on and anchor. That's not something that he's able to do. So him and Kinlaw working together is important where Givens can play the three tech and Kinlaw can play the zero tech and they can really work together to be that second group for the 49ers defense and hopefully uh, be able to give a nice steady rotation. Now, Givens does have the ability to rush the passer on early downs. He's a guy that can make it difficult for guards because of his lateral quickness and speed. He has decent technique on his moves. Uh, so he's a guy that the 49ers are definitely high on, and we've seen him consistently be able to produce for this 49ers defensive line over the last couple of years. So a rotation that starts with Hargrave and Armstead and then goes into Givens and Kinlaw is exactly what the 49ers are looking for. And they've got a pretty good group of those first four guys that they can count on during the season. As long as everyone stays healthy, we've seen Kevin Givens do it at a pretty good level. But once again, he has to hold up in the run. That's not his greatest trait. Uh, but if he can use his quickness and agility to be able to split those double teams and get into the backfield and penetrate, then the 49ers are going to have a lot of success with that second unit, which means they're going to keep Armstead and Hargrave fresh, which is the full goal. So when you get into the fourth quarter and it's closing time, those guys can close the deal for you. Number five is Kalia Davis. And a lot of times when you're, I went over these, uh, you know, these depth charts for a while, and I've been talking about how young guys maybe are a little bit lower on the depth chart than some of the veterans. This is a spot where I believe Kalia Davis, because he was with the 49ers organization all of 2022, including three weeks where they opened a practice window from him on the NFI, the non-football injury list, to allow him to work and coach or get coached up by Chris Kacerik and work out there at practice. 
And Ki- and from all reports, Kalia Davis did really well. Uh, so I think he already understands the defensive line, what they expect from him, this scheme. And he's worked with Chris Kacarek and Daryl Tapp. So they've got to feel very confident w- with where he is. Plus, even though he was a six-round comp pick, he's a guy that the 49ers absolutely love his quickness. Anytime that John Lynch is throwing out the term, uh, he reminds us of DJ Jones, they issue him number 93. you got to think that those are definitely things that work in Khalid Davis's favor. His strengths are all about speed. As a former linebacker, he is definitely one of the most athletic defensive tackles on the 49ers roster. He has a natural strength and ability about him, but he also has pretty good hip flexibility, pretty good ankle flexibility, which should mean he's going to be able to get in the backfield and be a penetrator and disruptor. That's one thing we saw in college at UCF. He was definitely a disruptor. The question marks surrounding Clea Davis is how much can he finish once he gets into the backfield? That was an issue for him. It was never getting back there. The issue was actually finishing the tackle, actually getting the running back to the ground, getting the sack. But if he can elevate his game in that area, he could be a huge get for the San Francisco 49ers and a future at the position where they're probably going to have to make a decision about Kevin Givens in the upcoming year. Javon Kinlaw is in the last year of his contract. 49ers need that next wave of depth to step up. And Kalia Davis is going to be one of those guys. And he could be on the bubble because the 49ers, depending on how they want to structure their 53-man roster, will decide between keeping four interior defensive linemen or five. And anytime you have a player like Kerry Hyder, who has the versatility to play outside and inside, you wonder if the 49ers go a little shallow at the defensive tackle spot knowing they can go heavier at the defensive end using Kerry Hyder to bridge the gap between both spots. So Kalia Davis needs to go out there and prove that he is needed on this football team and he's everything they think he was going to be coming out of college. I think he's got the ability to do it. I think he can make an impact on the San Francisco 49ers team. And I think if he's on the active 53-man roster, by the time we get you know to week 8 to week 10, like in that range, Aaliyah Davis could be making a huge impact for the 49ers in you know quarter three, quarter four, coming off the bench and being like a reliever who can make an impact, maybe even taking some snaps away from Kinlaw. The 49ers going with more penetrators against certain teams, especially if the 49ers have a lead and you're going to be uh, possibly going against spread formations later in the game. Don't have to worry about as many double teams up front. Then you put Aaliyah Davis in and see what he could do. So I like the 49ers' first five guys. I think there's a mixture of young guys and then tremendous ability at the top part of the defensive tackle uh, area. But we'll see what Kalia Davis can develop into in his actually first year with the 49ers. I know he's there one year, but that doesn't even count contractually. So his first contractual year with the 49ers in first training camp. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, 
Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Number six is going to be T.Y. McGill. Uh, McGill was with the 49ers last year. They picked him up during the season, and he was a yo-yo from active 53 to practice squad. They kept moving him up and down, uh, doing whatever they needed to to make sure they filled that defensive tackle rotation, especially with the injuries to Hassan Ridgeway, the continued injuries to Javon Kinlaw. They had to make sure they had guys on the interior defensive line that could produce. Armstead was out. It was a rough year on the interior defensive line, and the 49ers still had the best defense in the NFL. So uh, if you can get this figured out, you can have depth uh, figured out. You can be a huge impact uh, in the league. And so T.Y. McGill is a, another guy that works at penetration, getting in the backfield, causing havoc. He can hold up against the double team in run fits. He plays pretty good. Overall, T.Y. McGill is a solid depth piece for the 49ers. And another option to potentially be on the practice squad, come up uh, and yo-yo him back and forth if he's willing to do it for another season because he's definitely valuable to this 49ers team. I just don't know if you can keep six defensive tackles. Now, if there's an injury uh, to Javon Kinlaw or somebody else in front of him, potentially T.Y. McGill could slide in as that fifth guy and be a nice rotational piece who could eat up snaps for the San Francisco 49ers defensive line because Chris Kacerik loves keeping his defensive line fresh, and that means line changes and sh and keep shifting through these guys so you can get the right guys out there uh, and when it's crunch time. And that's when you want Armstead and Kinlaw, I'm sorry, Armstead and Hargrave comfortable and ready to come in and make an impact. Number seven is going to be a new signing for the 49ers who came over from Atlanta this year, a former second-round pick in Marlon Davidson. And Marlon Davidson's got a lot of ability. I look at him as a more talented, and this is just talent-wise, more talented Kevin Givens. He's a penetrator. He gets in the backfield, can cause problems. He was a defensive end in college who transitioned to playing defensive tackle in the NFL, and we've seen him struggle with that rotation some. A lot of it has to go with what type of defense you're playing, and it didn't work out well for him in Atlanta. He has all the talent in the world. Now, coming and playing for Chris Kacerik's system, you could potentially see somebody that could develop. Uh, think of a Maurice Hurst who was never able to stay healthy. That's what you're getting from Marlon Davidson. If he can stay healthy, he could provide the same sort of things that they were hoping they were going to get from Maurice Hurst. They were excited about Hurst going into last season. Of course, another injury just derailed his time at the 49ers. But uh, Davidson's got a tremendous amount of talent. And if it can be honed and developed by Chris Kacerik, then potentially he could slide up and shock one of these top five defensive linemen and make the team because he's got a lot of ability. I would say he's more talented than a Kevin Givens. But Talent doesn't always get you there. You have to be able to produce on the field. You have to execute. You have to use your technique. But sometimes it's about system fit. Maybe you didn't fit one system with one defensive line, but you fit another one to a T, and that helps you uh, you know, kind of strive and make a lot of 
huge improvements, and I'm hoping that's what we get from Marlon Davidson because the better the interior defensive line, the better overall this team is, and he's a tremendously talented guy sitting there at the number seven spot. Number eight in the last defensive tackle on the list is Spencer Wagey, the undrafted free agent from North Dakota. The reason I put him last is he's got a lot of ground to make up. He's also switching from playing defensive end to playing defensive tackle in the NFL. And yes, he was very talented on the at defensive end. He's got a lot of quickness, a lot of strength. He can definitely make the transition. But we've seen him have to put on weight for this interior transition, and he's going to have to learn overall the techniques, drills. He's going to have to be able to anchor in the run game, and that's where I have a little bit of concern with him. I watched him play defensive end in a couple of game films that I watched, and sometimes he couldn't set the edge consistently and would get moved off his spot, and it would create lanes for running backs and the opposing team to get yards. So right now, Spencer Wagey's going to have to play lower. He's going to have to develop his hands. He's going to have to get the right technique to be able to hold up against these double teams. If he can, then he does have all the size, speed, athletic ability to be able to make an impact on the 49ers. But I think that it's going to be a tough sled. I honestly believe he's the last guy coming in. I know he's got a lot of talent. He's got a motor that won't stop. He's a fun player to watch. But all the guys in front of him are good with great motors and fun players to watch. And all of them have tremendous athletic ability. The 49ers defensive line from top to bottom is stacked. The top, of course, is the upper echelon in the entire NFL. And if... Devon Kinlaw can stay healthy. You've got the potential of a three-headed monster from the interior defensive line spot. Of course, Kalia Davis could be coming on the scene and, and making a huge impact for the 49ers too. So a tremendous amount of talent. So it goes like this. The 49ers depth chart heading into training camp at the defensive tackle spot. Number one, Javon Hargrave. Doesn't shock anyone. Number two, Eric Armstead. I think he's as long as he can stay healthy, doesn't have to deal with the foot and ankle injuries that he did last year. He's gonna he's gonna definitely gonna produce at a high level and benefit from having Hargrave next to him. Number three, Javon Kinlaw, which could be controversial to some, uh, but I believe that's the Hassan Ridgeway role. And Ridgeway was three or four on the depth chart last year. I believe Kinlaw sits in that area this year. Number four, Kevin Givens. Warriors have gotten so much out of him over the last several years. And they're looking to get more penetration, more disruption in the backfield. He can provide that. He can make an impact. Number five, Kalia Davis. What will the young uh, upstart do? Of course, was on the NFI for his entire rookie season. But we'll see what he does in his second year in the four years organization. First actual contract year. Could be a lot of fun to see uh, what he does with that great size and speed combo. And if he's able to use the balance that he's, of course, going to have to develop because he ends up on the ground a little bit too much than he normally would. Uh, but that aggressive style, penetration, getting in the backfield, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how he develops and if he is really close to what they were getting from DJ Jones. Number six, T.Y. McGill, who made a lot of plays for the 49ers in 2022. And I think everyone feels comfortable with him as a rotational piece for the defense. Of course, with that being said, if T.Y. McGill doesn't make this roster and ends up on the practice squad, I think that illustrates how much better the 49ers defensive line has gotten from 2022 to 2023. Number seven, Marlon Davidson. And Marlon Davidson is talent more talented than some of the guys ahead of him, including T.Y. McGill, could easily pass McGill early on in training camp. 
His ability is going to be fun. I think if he was in this system last year, I would be talking about him being higher up this depth chart because I have a lot of optimism about what he could do in this 49ers defense for Coach Chris Kacarek. So Marlon Davidson, and one to watch who could make an impact on the 49ers in 2023. He comes out there and executes with the technique to go along with his athletic ability that he illustrated in college. And then last but not least, number eight, Spencer Wagey, bringing up the last spot on the 49ers depth chart hanging in, heading into training camp. Of course, with all things, all these depth chart places can change. These players will move up and down during training camp, during practices, and then during the preseason games as the 49ers look to build their best 53-man roster. The likelihood is four or five of these guys will make the roster, which means three for sure will be waived or released and either end up on another team or with the 49ers practice squad. It's going to be a fun competition. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I've been looking forward to doing all these uh, breakdowns, going over the depth charts. There's going to be more coming your way. Uh, and there's also going to be more training camp battles coming your way. Thank you guys so much for watching. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on the push for 4K. Well, lots of fun coming your way. Go on Patreon. Check out Slightly Offsides. Check out Ant Hill. Check out all the extra content over there. Uh, more content coming right here on the channel. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.